What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hoop State Network. I am your host, Webb Wellman, and today I have, honestly, for me, probably the most special guest we've had because I actually have known this guy for, I'm really bad at math, I've known you for almost 20 years? Yeah, wow. That's crazy. So this is Claude Shields, head coach at Peace College. Um, He was the first ever head basketball coach for boys basketball over at Peace. Um, Played JV at Carolina. Uh, went to graduated from Newburn High School and played basketball with me for a year at well I guess I should say I played basketball with him for a year at Parrot Academy in Kinston. Yep. Welcome Claude. I'm glad we could have you, man. Dude, pumped to be here, man. This is awesome. Um, so I do want to start like for people listening. Um, me and Claude, like I said, we went to high school together. So our history goes back a little bit further than most people we have. So I do kind of like our high school experience was a little bit different as a basketball player than yeah, I think yeah. most people. Um, we went to Parrot Academy, and for us, football was the sport. For sure. That's what everyone cared about. That's really the only thing that mattered. Most of our teammates played foot, played basketball to stay in shape yep. for basketball. They probably should have dealt with that on the weekends instead <laughs> of going out to trailer parks and whatever else was going on. But that's neither here nor there. Um, for you, you came in as a kid that was there to play basketball, or at least that was the way yeah. it was kind of presented. You and your brother were transferring in, and you guys were going to make a big impact on kind of the basketball program. You being the young guy, you were going to kind of be the center point. You know, we, we were going to grow into you being the man. Um, you were a little bit – I always tell people, to me, you kind of had like a Kobe Bryant mentality where maybe some people didn't fully get you. Maybe they didn't understand your confidence. Maybe they didn't understand the way you kind of moved. And to be fair, you kind of were a coach even back then. The way that you were trying to kind of rally everyone together and get them to at least care or give minimal effort. Caring is important. uh, It is. I mean, again, like, it was weird to play back. We loved it. Yeah. I mean, I think me and you both, when we went our separate ways, all we were doing was either watching, playing, some sort of consumption of basketball. Um, if they would have let us practice for five hours, me and you would have been completely fine with that. And we had teammates who would complain about going an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) So it was, it was a weird balance. Tell me from your perspective, going to Parrot, stepping into the program, having a coach that you knew and trusted with Kelly Johnson, and then kind of how it ended up where we, we had crazy Chad and then, uh, you know, finished up with you. Just give me a little a little taste of what your your high school experience was like at Parrot. Yeah, uh, I mean, coming there as a freshman, um, it was so unique in the fact of, you know, I think I was the same size I am now, probably minus like twenty. I was like one seventy five. Yeah, right? you, were skinny, you were away. You were like six six four six five, yeah. maybe six six, and you had bright yeah. orange hair when you showed up. I, I, that is, I, mean, I remember the that. day before yeah. we went to High Point basketball camp. You showed up with the hair, <laughs> and we knew like, uh oh, it was yeah. you with the hair and Stephen Walker with the bright blue shoes. That's right, that's right. So yeah, a lost bet with my older brother, which was a uh, not a great way to start that tenure. I'm sure that <laughs> looking back on, it, I'm sure the uh, opinion of me at the start was like, man, who is this dude? Because you know, jet black hair does not bleach. Ginger well. baby. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think coming in, it was uh, it was a cool experience to be able to be excited about you know I played varsity as a freshman playing against dudes who are a lot older than me yep um you know and I think that was really cool and I mean I think now it's a a better debate back then I know there was a lot of really really good individual talent in private schools right right? um no one was going out and grabbing players really right right we played some good teams but like there was some like I remember games were like man this dude's really good um and so I think that was uh that was fun um I always joke when um, people ask uh, because you know amongst all my guys that I coach now, like you're a, you're a celebrity, right? 
And so they're like, how do you know Webb? And I'm like, well, you know, I tell the story of how we played together. Right. And I say, well, I, I can point back. I still have the DVDs from, uh, you know. I still got uh, the mini DVD tapes right, myself. Right, right. Yep. Um, but it was so unique. I, I thought it was so crazy. And this is not a knock against, you know, eight-man football, 11-man football. I was like, man, you know. You know, we were prepared, played eight-man football time. I'm not sure if they play. Still 11. do. They still do. Yep. Okay. I think they're um, one of like nine teams that still does that. And I thought it was that. so crazy because it was like, man, like they loved it. And then I was like, well, you know, that'd be like if we played three on three. Exactly. Um, That's exactly you know, on a smaller right. Smaller court, and um, which yeah, just, we kind of did play three on five <laughs> for the record. <laughs> um, but I think that was, uh, you know, the, um, you know, playing for Coach Johnson. It's really funny because the only reason I'm at peace is because of him, because uh, he left after um, my sophomore year. And at the time, I definitely did not. Um, I mean, heck, he kicked me out of practices. We got, we butted heads because I wouldn't run. Um, did you see that coming, by the way? Did you have any idea he was going to leave Perry? No, no idea. Right, no same. Idea. I got a yeah, phone yeah. call in the summertime that was like, hey, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I'm trying coming. to remember what, um, I think it was, it was High Point Team Camp when, he, uh, when I got literally kicked off the court uh, and go back to the dorm. I, remember, I think it was that summer that he left. Your memory is a funny thing now, um, but I always keep that in the back of my head whenever I'm, uh, you know, upset with the player. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that we didn't um, – and probably still don't see the game eye-to-eye, but, like, it was just amazing how, like, when you're 15, 16, like, the people – even the connections you make then in right. the game of basketball, like, really can come back and, right. and pay off. Um, but, yeah, had no clue he was leaving. Um, but, yeah, I think it was really neat to play those first couple years, learn a ton. I mean, I remember the first ever conference game I played in. We played Fayetteville Academy at home, and um, no one really wanted to take the last shot, and so I drove baseline and dribbled off my foot. Um, and was that the same game you tried to dunk in? It might have been. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the two, Webb certainly and still does have better hops than I did. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, that's the only uh, thing I'll take. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it was a lot of failure, a lot of fun. Um, I think it's the flip side too, though, is I, I didn't, you know, those first two years were probably rough in that you're young, playing with older guys, you know, didn't really have, I think there's so much power in like having a teammate who you can like, you know, work out with, get in the gym with. 100%. And like when you're, you know, don't have that, yep. right? It really drags you down, oh, I think. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, and at the time, I was probably, you know, as you all are in high school, you're distracted a little bit by the other stuff going on, sure. right? Um, and I think that's something I um, really try to teach my players now, too. It's just like, man, like, you only got one chance to do that as a player. Yep. Um, so why not do it? Um, and the window, that? if you look at the broad spectrum of your life, the window for basketball is very small oh for especially sure. for the majority of kids who aren't the guys who end up going and playing for sure. professional. Um, and the stuff i like in high school i like doing the stuff i was good at right like i like i'd go in there and get shots up i'd do all the stuff but you know the weight room was where i needed to be and i didn't like doing it because i wasn't good at it to be fair like the, i've said that before too like we had a weight room there was never a basketball weight system i remember coach johnson bringing me in before that summer where he left and he basically told me and alex caps like you guys are way too little yeah and you got to get in the weight room or else you know Curtis Waldron's going to play over you. And I'm like, well, do what in the weight room? And he's like, figure it out. Right, 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 right. And so back then, that was like, fig- figure it out. Like, I don't, you know, and now with my mindset now, like I would have. Right, I would have right. gone to the internet, I would have found a plan, and I would have attacked. But then yeah. it's like, again, as, as a youth, he's like, you don't know. Right, right. Get you out really, there and you go. Be shown how to do it, um, whether that's by older guys, whether whoever it may be. Right. Um, but, you know, and then when he left, and then, um, Chad came in. It was so unique. I mean, in a, in a way, I think if he had had a team full of me and guys, you, yeah, who really liked the game. Even if you're not, you don't have to be good. Right, you've got to like it. Um, did you like it. Chad? Uh, Looking back on that whole, we'll call it an experiment. Like, did so, you did you like Chad as a coach? I think one of the best memories I have is that um, 
I remember, and this, you know, everybody rumors their own thing, right? I remember there'd be games where he'd bring me in before the game and be like, yo, you got to shoot like 30 times tonight. And, like, I didn't love that kind of game. Like, I like to pass. It's also um, the kind of thing that would get everyone on our team talking about you correct, in a negative way. Correct. And so it's like, you know, when you're making the dude take a bunch of bad shots, not making them, I guess I took them. Um, Is Rocky was, Mount the first game he told you that? Uh, I can't remember. Because um, I remember the Rocky Mountain game being the first time where it felt like you were like, I, if we're going to lose if I don't yeah, shoot the ball. Yeah, almost so like that was, it put me out of my, of my comfort zone a little bit because I wanted to create, I wanted to, like, you know, do what... Be a point guard. Right. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and that was one thing that was really cool for me. My, the best chance for me to develop was to handle the ball, right? Because, yep. I, you know, even now, like, if you're going to be a, you know, six four six five, like, you're not going to be a, you know, a 4 5 man. That's right. right. You're too little. Uh, you're too small. <laughs> uh, and I certainly was too small um, and did not want to go inside. Um, but, you know, I, I liked him up front. I remember he came in, and I remember he – and this was really impactful for me as a um, – you know, wanted to play in college. He had a map of the um, United States and said, "Here are all the contacts I have in the, you know, in the game." Right. And so I was like, "Oh wow, this dude's going to really help mm-hmm. me get recruited." And he really did. I mean, I talked to more coaches that year, um, you know, than I had before. Probably coaches that I had no business talking to. For context, Chad Reynolds had come from having some sort of lower level coaching position at ECU, and so he is that right, ECU. Yep, that's right. And so he he came in with more of a college mindset, which for me and Claude was like. Like, I remember the first day I went to work out in the summertime and he was there. He was shocked that I was in there wanting to work out by myself. And he kind of told me, like, dude, I will let you in this gym whenever you want to yeah. be in here. Yeah. And for me, he gave me a key. Like, yeah, I, that, yeah. that was, to me, like, the best part of my high school experience was, like, I don't tell anybody this, but I went to Parrot at, like, all hours of the night. Yeah. I'd be in there at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning shooting by myself with music playing. Like, that was my little safe place. And I remember when he left, he wrote us all these, like, each individual person is cheesy little card. And mine said you will find peace in a quiet gym. And that is something that still reigns true today. Like, yeah. that is kind of where I can clear my mind, and, and that, that will stay. So, Chad was a little crazy. But I think for me and you, we, we welcomed that level of crazy because he, he was crazy about basketball. And yeah. our teammates drove him to the point of crazy in life in general. Yeah, yeah, that year had some funny uh, memories. I mean, just with, like, I remember one time he was like, yeah, we're not leaving this locker room until we figure this out. Which is, like, once again, I've said that as a coach sure. to my team a ton, right? Like, hey, like, We just know how jumbled up that situation <laughs> was. Good luck. Right. Um, but I think that was really, um, yeah, that was neat. And then, you know, obviously when uh, you know, Coach Pollock finished it out, that was, uh, you know, he coached me in golf in high school. And that dude, man, still to this day is who I go back and see. Um, Same. When I go through Kenson. Yep. Um, a really, really special guy. Very different than who had been coaching us the first, you know, 20 odd games or whatever. Ice and fire. Right. Um, but yeah, it was such a unique um, experience, I think, that uh, um, I enjoyed. I really, when I, I left after my junior year, go back to New York, I didn't really want to leave. Now, that wasn't necessarily from, I was I was really excited to play um, public school basketball. I was excited to play, well, before that, I was excited for, uh, to play with Nathan Perry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. To be yeah, real. and then Nathan because he didn't. He broke the a, single game scoring record that very that year yeah, that you were gone. And like he was, uh, I mean, I guess what you would call like a. Um, he should have been on that like team with us. He should have been on the um, team with us my junior, my senior year. Yeah, yeah. Year. And so um, I was disappointed about that, and I really, you know, I like the the community. There's a, a parrot's a cool place, you know, um, for a lot of reasons, but um, other than the drive I had from Newburn, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a. You know, going back to Newburn, it was a night and day experience, right? A lot of guys I played middle school with. Newburn, it's funny, I think every, 
as I've recruited a bunch of the last 10 years, it's like, you know, each little, and you know this, every like town, city in East North Carolina has its own sport, right? Yep. Um, you know, like for whatever reason, Wilson produces hoopers, right? Like yep. they have a lot of guys that came up when we were coming up, like the, you know, the Barton National Championship. Tarboro is all football. Right, yep. right. Um, Greenville's like got a little bit of everything, but baseball. Bainley baseball, been, yep. Um, dominant there. Like New Bern has, was a football place, mm-hmm. right? And so in the same way, now it's a little different because those guys were going to play, you know, Real NC football. State, yeah. State, you know, they're like really big time athletes. Of course. So, um, but like my. And competitors, um, I would imagine, which would make you, no matter what sport you're playing, you, you care enough to want to try. Oh, for sure. And like that was, uh, I mean, heck, when I went back my senior year, we started 0 and 5 because we were legitimately missing like, you know, our probably like five of our top six rotation guys. Cause I remember that shape. actually. Yep. I remember um, that. You guys yeah. were super late to get your full team. Yeah, it was like they were late playing, yeah. December or something. Which is, I think that's something that North Carolina probably needs to figure out at some point, um, you know, separating those two things on the public school side. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just like, man, these dudes, like our open gyms were different. Like our summer was different. Um, weight room was weight different. Room was different yeah. Right? Like that was uh, probably the first time where I kind of, um, I use the phrase now in our program is like empty the tank. Like that was probably where I first did it really um, my senior year, which was really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, heck, I remember um, we started 0-5 and then won, I think we won like five or six in a row. And it was a great league. We played Conley, uh, Rose, West Craven, like a really, uh, just a different aspect where you're going. And no matter, the teams weren't necessarily better, but like the gyms were packed, yep. right? You know, um, and so it was a really cool atmosphere. Did you wear the headband all year? Uh, the headband started uh, as a – it was my idea after we started 0-5. I thought, look, we got to do something different. Um, and uh, we ended up winning, I think, that next game in, like, overtime or something because we really our team wasn't good. Right. Got those guys back. The first practice, and everyone who plays uh, public school or even private school, I don't know if they go over now, but, like, when you get your football guys back, it's just, like, such a different atmosphere. Right. I remember going through, like, I don't know why we were doing layup lines in that practice. You mean from, like, like, an intensity standpoint? Intensity, athleticism, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was just, like, you're like, oh, okay. like This, this is, is real now. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Especially for me coming back from me. I, I went from, you know, parents, a very small private school to, I remember I had to get, in, like, advice on how to, like, make my way around Newburn High School because it's a big 4A public right. school. It's like I'm a senior. It's supposed to be, like, you know, whatever. So, uh, but, yeah, I remember that first practice. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to, like. Uh, whatever I thought the first two weeks were, you know, or not it. Readjust, um, yeah. But that was really, really fun. Um, and uh, heck, in, in that season ended with me, uh, my last game um, against, uh, I broke my wrist in my, what was my last game, and so missed my last game in my uh, high school career, which was, you know, unfortunate. But, yeah, it was, uh, I had a unique experience, but I can also relate to, you know, I play both public and private, right, which I think is a really cool, I mean, as you know. I mean, it's, North it's different. got it and yeah. had it for a while. Um, and they're, they're very different experiences, but also very, very fun. Um, what do you way. think you got more out of? Do you think um, you got more out of your time at Newburn for that one year or your time at Parrot kind of being, you know, being the man, essentially? Um, I think it probably would have been better for me for who I was. I would probably, I mean, I think everyone when you're 15 to 18 needs to be humbled, um, if not at all times. Right. I probably needed to be humbled more. Um, where when you're playing with, when you're young, playing with older guys, you're like humbled in ways, but you're also like you feel like you're kind of the right, of know, course, stuff because like you're playing older well, guys. I mean, to be fair, parrot, you were right, which is you know big fish. Like yeah, I don't even say it's like a puddle. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, whereas I think it'd have been really good for my growth to be you know exposed. I mean, I remember the uh, we lost to West Craven my senior year, and like I you know part of being a, I played point guard for a little bit at Newburn too, 
and uh, his name was Tony Jones at West Craven, and this dude crossed me so bad at half court, and like somehow the photographer, the paper, like got that shot. That's unfortunate. But it's just like you know, imagine like if that ha that happened to me as a senior, it's like when that happens as a freshman, sophomore, like you're like okay, like you have a decision to make. Do you want to like go work and get better, right? And how that or is that going to shut you like, down? Right, you shut you down. Yeah. So you know, I think um, that growth is just so much needed. It's like when you go play pickup, right? You need to. Uh, you can play against dudes that you're better than, right? And you won't get any better. Yeah. Um, you need to play against guys. Well, that's honestly for me, I got better as a basketball player going to play at Mock and going yeah. to play at Teachers and Holloway and Kinston with Kinston High players. And arguably probably one of my favorite moments of my high school basketball career was playing pickup with all the Kinston High players after we were done my senior year. And Wells Gulledge was watching, and he pulls me over to the side and was like, hey, man, what's your deal? And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm a junior. Right, right, right. Just to see what he had to say. Yeah. And he was like, look, man, I need, a, I need a two. He's like, we got football players that are good. I'm a, I have, I, you will be my starting two guard until January. And I was like, we should talk to my parents. <laughs> and, of course, it got right, shut right. down right away. But that, like, having a real basketball person be like, dude, I, li like, I see how good you are. I see the potential in you. Yeah. That was really the first time that that had happened for me. And I think that's what led to me getting much better just playing pickup in college yeah. and being a decent pickup player. And I always tell people now, like, well, how good were you? How good are you? It's like, I'm good enough to have fun. Yeah. I, I think that's always been who I am. I've always been good enough to have fun with it. And if I didn't have you, I would have been in trouble at Paired. I don't think – I think Stephen Walker is kind of what made me love the game because he was obsessed with it and he lived in Kinston. Like yeah. you said, I had a road dog to go play with yeah. all the time. And me and you weren't that close in high school, but I always respected who you were. And I always defended you with our teammates when they would say real crazy stuff. <laughs> and we were friends with those guys. It yeah, was just yeah, like yeah. – It's a weird – and that's – you see it, I think, in every team, like how you can interact within – you know, we, we have guys on our team right now who, like, are boys, and I know they're boys. And, like, they get upset with each other all the time and yeah. say, like, the craziest stuff. And you're like, wait a second. Like, and they'll, they'll say, like, Coach, like, we're boys. I'm like, it, well, it's I'm almost like, immediately right, over. How do you, like, act like that in the court. Um, but, yeah, no, that's a, um, a very, very um, – True thing, you got to have that guy with you to be pushing you. Um, you know, and you want like. And I also think it's crazy that you know we say this and we recruit guys. You know, it's a. I think it's just a. It's incorrect to say that you know, like NBA guys, right? Their peak is what, like twenty eight to thirty one, or that's what right? is known as the the, you know? the peak of and their that's career. A, I don't know that I'll, like it could be a little bit wider than that, but like no, in terms know, of contract negotiations, yeah. twenty eight to thirty one, so thirty two. You know, we think that hey, like when we're recruiting guys, that, you know, even at my level, like oh, you know, what's he get? He could be so much better in the right environment, right? right? Um, and I think that's something that is not talked about enough. It's like, you know, it can be the case. Like, I've had players of mine who they come back and pay pickup after they're done. And they are so much better, right? Right, and it's just it's it's like why would I think that that's not possible? Right, they were twenty two and they leave, right? Especially like, if they're going and playing pickup every single day oh, and playing even playing pickup with y'all. That those times at peace, it's like regular pickup versus what y'all are doing is it's right, still right, not right. the same. Yeah. You have rules. You, there's running yeah, involved. Yeah. Like you're if you don't move, your teammates are not going to give you the ball. Like right, right. it's actual basketball in a pickup setting. Right. That if if they learn that with you and then they leave. I imagine that's going to make them a better overall basketball player regardless of where they're at or oh, the setting. Absolutely, absolutely. So you went from New Bern, graduated there, went to Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, very, academically, you were, you were very smart. Um, that got you to Carolina. Did you start playing JV right away? No, so I, it was funny. The, uh, so with, uh, when I broke my wrist, um, once again, you know, talk about being humble, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to – I had some, like, Division II – I had no clue I coached Division III. I had cl no clue what Division III was. Right. right? 
which is funny because, you know, academics was important to me and my family, but, like, still didn't explore that. Um, you know, it's probably because my dad's a, you know, Carolina guy, granddad's a Carolina guy, so that's kind of where I was going to go. But, um, you know, went there. If you got in, you were right, going. Once, yeah, heck, you know, I, yeah, I applied to two schools, state in Carolina, so, um, you know, I was hoping, um, I was crossing my fingers. But the uh, that summer, like, I didn't, man, I had a lot of fun that summer, right? Summer after graduate, like, you know, so, hey, I'm a good player. Like, I can go there and make JV, no big deal. Right. Um, and so the first year I tried out, um, did not take my, you know, coming off an injury, did not take my conditioning and got cut. Um, and that I was shocking to you at the time. It was, but then like it made sense, right? Uh, I think it made sense as I was going through it. I was like, "Oh man!" You like, put the pieces together. I made, I made a mistake, right? Like yeah. I was not prepared for this. Um, and I think that really, really, you know, um, the kind of bookends in my college career. But like that was the first time I was like, "Man, like, do you really love this?" Right? Yeah. You know, because I could have been like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm here at Carolina. It's a great place to go. Time to, to go have some fun." Right? Yep. Bingo. Um, and so then, you know, I didn't. You know, I had the people I hung out with were all, you know, either playing JV. Um, or uh, we're doing all the fun stuff. And so, like, I had to figure out that year. It was the first year without basketball in a long time. Right. Um, and so I made a decision, hey, look, like, I'm going to let's give it one more shot, right? It was probably the first real taste of, like, failure for me on the court, other than, like, losing games or playing poorly. Or Do you think that was more about your love for the game or more about your competitive nature that you're like, dude, I can't – basketball cannot end with me being injured my last high school game and then I come out here and get cut? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's probably a huge factor, too. The competitiveness um, yeah, of yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, because even then, you know, I, so the next year I go out. At the time, I, I've heard now you can play JV for more than two years, which would have been amazing. Um, but I played, you know, made it my sophomore year, um, and literally it was like I was in the best shape that I had been in. And right. That was the the one thing that was. Um, you know, Do you think you were playing your best basketball at that time too? Oh, at that time, no, no, I, I was. Um, I was certainly, um, it was funny, I went from, you know, being a point guard in high school to, you know, the JV team at Carolina, like I was, and this would have been, if I had played, you know, Division two or three, I would have been a four man, yep. right, uh, yep. <laughs> whether I liked it or not, um, but uh, that's what I became. It worked now, you'd be a stretch four, you yeah, know what I mean? that's right. Fours that's right. are guards now at that's the right. end of the that's day. That's right, um, yeah, four around one for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, played two years of JV, um, I think the best I got was um, after my second year on JV, so it was... That was 09. We won the national championship, which was an awesome um, ride uh, to have a, um, you know, one of the neatest things about JV is that you get the you know, front row seat to all varsity games, right? So travel you know, as well or just those are just home? Home games. Just home games, games right? okay. So, um, you know, when they travel is when you have days off. But, like, it was a really, it was an awesome experience. Whenever I recruit guys now who are, um, you know, thinking about going to do that, I say, look, you should, if that's what you want to do, explore it. Cause yeah. It's awesome. Um, and so we won the national championship. And that was until Saturday when Carolina lost to Clemson. The 08 game was the best game I'd ever seen in the, um, the Smith Center when we beat Clemson in double overtime. Yeah, uh, it was Quentin Thomas's massive game. It was I'd never heard that loud. Um, but anyway, so that, that summer I was like, look, you know, we won that championship. So nine, seeing seeing that from afar, I had had some buddies of mine who were older who had walked onto the team after their two years, and so like got um, as good as I possibly could get. Yep. Um, you know, did everything like you know, not just before it was like, hey, I worked hard, but like, it was it changing my diet? Was it changing every little thing? Was it giving up alcohol? Was right. it every little concentrating thing? on every yes, little element? Like everything you could. mattered. Um, and got in the best shape of my life. Um, Which for anybody listening, that is literally the difference between good and great. Is you can be really good, but until you decide to inc- let it encapsulate every element of your life, like that's how champions are made. And I mean that that is the long and the short of it. Like you have to work and you have to concentrate on everything. You know, having fun has got to change. Like you got to have fun working at yeah. the end of the day. One hundred percent. And it was really cool. The um, so 
that summer was um, going through that with two other guys who were also trying out. So Carolina, at least at the time, you play for two years and you can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going into that year, got the best I could be. And it was funny, late September, so tryouts were mid-October. Late September, I remember playing, like you remember my athletic ability at least. Like I remember like I caught one off the rim, like playing pickup in the, in the practice gym. and was like, my, like the That would have caught me with. off guard. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, guys, <laughs> the guys were like, wait a second. Like, this, like you put in work. I remember like pinning guys against the backboard. Like I hadn't done that. Um, and the story I tell this on, on when I recruit, it's like, so try out, um, you know, played the best I could be. I was the best version of myself um, and didn't make it. Right. Um, and um, my friends called it Black Wednesday because we found out on a Wednesday. Right. Um, and it was like I was crushed. Right. Yep. But it was also like, man, you know, at the time I didn't necessarily think this, but it was like looking back on it now, it's like, look, that's what you want to do. Right. You want to find out how good you can possibly be. And if it's not good enough, okay, that's fine. Try right? it right? as it's hard as you it's could. It's way better to do that than to be like now it's it's safer to say, Hey, like, well, I didn't try, right? And right. Like I never um but like I have no That's problem. the par- to be fair, that's the way what we dealt with that parrot a lot. Yeah, yeah, Too yeah. cool to try. Right. And so like it was you know, heck, every single one of my friends knew I was doing it. They were like, oh, man, I can't wait for you to give me tickets. Like, it was, you know, embarrassing of course. in a sense, yeah. right? Um, but also, I was like, okay, like, I, I gave it my best shot. Yep. Um, and I could have teammates of mine who, even at Carolina, who decided not to try out, right, because they didn't know if they'd make it. Yep. Um, and so it was funny. I'll be honest, I even knew you were trying out. Oh, yeah. yeah Without, like, yeah. me and you weren't communicating at all, <laughs> but I knew that there, you had an option. You had a chance yeah. to play, be with that team that was supposed to go and, and win a championship. Yeah, and so then, um, you know, didn't you know obviously do anything my senior year tried to try to kind of like help coach um jv and didn't actually that didn't actually work out um that's what jake honeycutt's doing right now right he's helping coach with jv okay which is really cool yeah um yeah i just saw a clip uh, on twitter of a dude from myers park um punching one um he's on the jv team now at carolina and punched one on a kid i think it's jv on the fight for team Uh but anyway um yeah so after that i was like you know uh, I think that's when the competitive nature was done a little bit and the love started to come in in terms of like, okay. How do I keep this in my how life? How do I keep this in my life, right? And, you know, I always thought, uh, I fought the game better than I pro- perhaps played it. Even um, when I met you way back then, like you were a basketball mind, right, always. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the motivational side of it. I love, you know, getting, I mean, it's just a neat, basketball is just such an amazing game. Um, it really, really is. So that was where, you know, and, and a little bit of fear too of like you're, you're 22, year old, 22 years old and you're graduating and you're like, you know, what am I going to do? Right. You know, uh, the line I always say is like, you know, coaching was cheaper than going to law school, which is my other option, which is a true statement. Yeah. Um, and so I tried coaching and have loved it ever since. Have you ever think, because I know some dudes who went the lawyer route, and I'm not going to say they, they're not happy, but they don't love the totality of their career. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I think, the, and you know, the debt that they deal with yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I, and I love, um, you know, I do a, a few other things that piece other than coach, but like it's just amazing – uh, and my wife says this now. It's like, you know, the stuff I do outside of season, like there's just a different spark when you're in the season, right? Yep. Um, you know, that's just like we lost a tough game Saturday. And it's just like, you know, excited to get back into the lab today and have a practice before a game tomorrow. So it's just like, yeah, that, that um, you know, w- with any job that you love, and I'm sure you love what you do, there are things right. that you don't like about it. There sure. are tough days. but like, It doesn't I necessarily not. feel like that all the time. Like yeah, even yeah. the hard stuff. I tell him all the time, like, I, it's easy for me to work. 16, 17, 18 hour days, I don't, it doesn't feel like that. Right. And until right. you do it for a week. Su- and then you're that like, is oh, such man. a rare thing. Like there are, I mean, heck studies would say, you know, America across the board, like people do not like their jobs. Right. Right. Uh, it's a paycheck for them. Um, and 
that's just not the way I wanted to live, right? Right, um, exactly. You know, I think life is too short. I don't think I'd be very fun to be around out of work if I did something I didn't like. <laughs> Knowing you then, uh, yeah, uh, less that, than now, I would yeah, imagine you might be a nightmare um, if you're so that like, level of unhappy. You know, it's it's tough being a you know a coach. It's tough being you know that kind of stuff. But like you know the there comes with a lot of uh, just in athletics it comes with a lot of crazy hours and a lot of stuff you miss out on. But once again, like do you love what you're doing and it's worth it? Right. So when you when you got cut. How long was it from that point until you decided in your head, like, co- coaching is what I want to do? Like, yeah. I, I would like to be a coach. And then from there, you know, did you did you find a mentor? Did you go on and start paying attention to coaches that you knew you respected and see how their paths went? Like, yeah. what what was what was the method from cut from from the Carolina team to I'm going to coach and I'm going to go at this full freight yeah. and try to figure this out? Yeah, so a couple things. Um, one was, so my two JV coaches um, were C.B. McGrath and Jared Haas. C.B. McGrath, who's at UNCW yep. now. Yep. Um, who is one of the most quality people. Um, just to give you a small C.B. story, like I was on a, a buddy's bachelor party in Wilmington over Memorial Day weekend. And on Sunday of that weekend, this dude, he works um, for the Canes, uh, Pace Sadrish is his name, and he is a huge basketball guy. Mm-hmm. And CB, CB says, hey, like y'all can come use Trask. Uh, and if I get CB in trouble, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to have a GA come meet me. Right. Right? CB shows up on that weekend and lets me in the gym, spends like 30 minutes with us. You're like, what? This, this is crazy. Um, just because that's the kind of guy he is. So, he went um, out of his way to sit with me at Chick-fil-A one year, didn't know him at all. He sat down, just me and him, and talked to me for like 45 dude, minutes. He's no and he's the funniest guy in the world. Yeah. Um, and then so him and um, Coach Hass, who's now at Stanford, um, uh, he was at UAB as head coach and now head coach at Stanford after he left Roy Staff. Talk to both of those guys because they get such a, um, at Carolina, they get such a unique, I think um, Hubert does it now, I think, um, and, and then Brad does it as well. Coaches, they, I mean, they get to run a program, right? You know, you're right. playing like 18 games or whatever, but like you get to run a program, run practice. And so I think, you know, I, I really enjoy I connected with both those guys. CB probably fit my personality a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being able to, uh, rely on those guys. Say like, hey, how, what should, how should I go about this process? Right. right. Should I go try to be a GA? Should you I weren't necessarily walking around in the dark with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then um, a, a great buddy of mine, Jack Wooten, who was um, on the, it was a walk on the 09 National Championship team, who uh, was at Elon for the last ten years, and then they got let go. So he's actually out of coaching right now. I'm hoping that he gets back in it because he's really good at it. But he had just he had graduated year before me and was uh, an ops guy at Elon, mm-hmm. um, and so like he was talking to him. Hey, like, how do I go about this process? Um, and really, like, I don't know where I would be without. Um, so I remember I applied for um, an assistant coaching job at Guilford. Just like you know, it was like hoop dirt still existed then. Is I guess better and bigger now. But right. um, just a job listing popped yeah, up on hoop dirt. And it yeah. was like you know, I had no clue what I was doing. I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get this job. Have knowing no clue how hard it is to right. get a coaching job. Um, and I applied for like a full time position um, that eventually went to Caleb Kimbrough, who is at head coach at Hampton City now. Um, but he had a part-time position open, and literally the only reason that uh, Tom Palumbo is a coach, he's a, an amazing coach, they went to the Elite Eight last year um, at Guilford, um, and the reason he hired me is because during college in the summer I worked at a golf course called Old Chatham, mm-hmm. and he wanted to play Old Chatham. Mm-hmm. And so literally he pulls my na- uh, my resume out of the stack and says, like the second question in the interview was like, hey, like Claude, could you get me on this course? Uh, and Which is hilarious because it was just like, Okay, I thought it was gonna be a little different, but right. anyway, um, you know, pulling favors yeah, early. Yeah, but um, you know, he, um, you know, knew, um, you know, that I, I guess, um, you know, he saw that I worked hard uh, in the classroom at Carolina, and then had the golf connection, I guess, because he's a big, big golfer. Um, but yeah, he, he offered me a part-time spot, um, and 
you know, it's crazy. It's a full-time job with part-time pay. Um, That's how it like, goes, yep. I was like, let's try it. Um, and so I'm How long did you do that? I did that for a year and a half, okay. going into the second. So I did it for a year. Um, and, and you were still at Carolina? Yeah, so this is my first year at Okay, got you, got um, you. Started that something. Heck, so I graduated in May, and like June and July, I'm going to like team camps and recruiting. I was going to ask, um, your, your first so, jobs were on the recruiting yeah, trail? Yeah, yeah, which was like so great because, you know, you're 22 years old. you got no clue what you're doing. Um, but uh, it was really, really fun um, and uh, was with him that year. And I remember him, him bringing me in after the end of the year was like, hey, like, do, you, do you like this? Because it's kind of like you have to be crazy to kind of do that. Right? Yep. Uh, it'd be like my dad always said it was like, you know, you could go be a banker and they're like, you know, we're going to work you a ton and pay you like $5,000. Like, right. You know, they work you a ton. They also pay you a ton. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's one thing we're coaching a little different. So I remember I was like, yeah, I'd love to do this again. Um, and so I decided I was going back again for another year. I had a couple like bites at the apple at other places mm-hmm. but didn't get anywhere and then um, i remember peace i remember driving through raleigh and i saw that peace had announced they were going co-ed yep. and uh kelly called me that fall and was like out of the blue out of the blue mm-hmm. um and uh i take that back not out of the blue i'd had lunch with him the previous year um because when i once again, you go to all your connections yep. while I was graduating, and he just took me out to lunch and said, hey. Kind of let him know. know you wanted to get in that yeah, world. Yeah, wanted to get into coaching. Yeah. And so I think, you know. Which um, I'm sure he was not surprised about yeah, at yeah. all. Um, but uh, that was really, uh, so he called me out of blue, and was, or you know, after we had had that conversation in the fall, and then he uh, you know, offered me the, the spot to come back. On so, the phone. Yeah, and said, hey, like, you know, this is, you know, I kind of want this to be you. Um, and we had to go through kind of like a little formal process. Um, it was probably because, you know, looking back on it, you know, I was pretty as a 24-year-old, I was pretty cheap to, you know, be well, have I, that opportunity. I, I would say, because I thought about this, like, yeah, he, he could have gotten you cheaper than most, but, but also, like, you want to work with people you know. That's very true. And, and in a position like that for him, and it's brand new, yeah. you need to work with somebody you trust. Yeah. Because it's easy for him to bring on somebody else who's got their own agenda, and they're going to... A program like that is so fragile. Yeah. You could have ruined it right away. Heck, I mean, the every every year that I every day that I work with him, I still call him coach. Yeah, like, of course. Like, because that's what I. Of course, there will never be a day where I call him by his first name, just because that's what that's when, when I think of, and I have former players of mine who uh, love to call him by my first name. Um, but you know, I think that might be a little bit of changing the times. Just like I associate that with a ton of respect and like same. Even if same. I didn't, you know, see eye to eye with him on everything, you're not supposed to. One, if I saw him right now, I call him coach. Right. Same with Wells Gulledge. I, yeah. I, he didn't coach me, but I know him as a coach. Like right. I'm with you on that. That's a respect thing. That's yeah. a sir. They're like yeah. if you're a coach and you're a real coach, you deserve just like a doctor. You deserve to have that kind. Of, same yeah. with you. Like we're gonna get to a point. I'm probably gonna always call you Claude, but like at a certain point, you are you're a coach, man. And you deserve, like, in public. If we were around players, I would come up and say, what's up, coach? Yeah. yeah. You know, that, oh, and that, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. out of the respect thing. Yeah. Um, so, so you get the job at peace. Is it as you thought it would be, or did you step in and you realize, like, I'm really in charge of, like, this whole, oh, this whole I, shit? I think I didn't. I had no clue what I was doing looking back on it. Because now, even still, like, I mean, I'm still, would probably, would be viewed as a young coach, right? Um, but um, I've been a head coach for eight years. So at the beginning... It was because so, there, there weren't guys at the school yet. Yep. So it was just recruiting that class. Yep. And so if there was one thing I thought I could and do. And finding assistant coaches, I finding imagine. Finding assistant coaches, right, um, you know, with a limited budget. Yeah. Um, but it was so unique because, you know, I had a ton of people tell me, like, enjoy this year um, because, you know, this would be the best year of your coaching career because all you're doing is recruiting. Right. And they were probably right. Uh, although, you know, that's fun. You know, the, the, the game and the practices are a, a different level. Definitely less stress. Um, but I remember the first call I made was um, – was to uh, Rob Salter at Greenfield. Yep. Right, and it was like, okay, let's call the played AU for him. Um, 
you know, he actually got one, one of the first commits I got was from uh, Greenfield on a really good team that they had. They lost in the state championship that year. But it was just like, hey, I was at a high school game every single night, yep. um, which is really, really cool. And it, it's really helped build my network in North Carolina, I think. It's the only way to do it. And it was so hard at the beginning because, one, people didn't really know who I was. They didn't know anything about our program. They right. If they were you know, a guy, they didn't know anything about our school. Yep. Um, you know, I have seen, and people told me this would happen, and I, it's true. You know, you've seen it get easier in terms of now you have people, you know, knowing how you play, knowing what you're about, and then they, you know, call you about kids. Exactly. But at the beginning, man, it was like that recruiting year was very difficult. I mean, we didn't have, I didn't have my first commitment until like March. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, man, like, are we going to have Get a, team a little scared, right? yeah. Um, but like some of those, uh, we joked that the, so the first team that we had, I, I love going back and looking at box scores from that team because we were so bad. <laughs> uh, we were so bad. Uh, and the stories of the guys who made it through with that team, uh, a couple of them um, are coaches um, and a couple of them are not. But like it is, it was such a fun year to look back on. I mean, I remember we played a unique schedule. I remember we played Wake Tech and we got down to literally 26 this year to start mm-hmm. the game. Um, and so like that was just such a special. You had no clue, you had no expectations. You weren't supposed to win any games. It was so fun to kind of start building something from scratch. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know if my it'd be interesting to ask my players at the time, and I, uh, I guess I'll have to do this as we get older, just like what they thought, right? Because I'm 24 years old, trying to even, balance being kind of close to them in age, yeah, but also yeah. being the authority. And the at, at that figure. time, I think I've gotten better at this as I've gotten older. At the time, I probably separated myself a little bit, right? Like I could say, hey, I mean, it was obvious I'm a young coach, right? Like you're gonna have we're gonna have a young staff, we're gonna be able to rebound for you, we're gonna be able to put you through stuff, right? right. We're, we're gonna be able to we'll play pickup with you. Um, but like in the, in the same sense, I had to separate myself a little bit more. Whereas now, you know, being a little bit more rude, being married, having a child, like I can, um, you know, step into that with them a little bit more, right? Yep. Because they, there isn't that big of a, um, there's a little bit more of a gap, I should say. So, uh, but yeah, at the time, man, it was crazy. And that it was such a unique time at peace too, right? Yep. Because everything was changing, right? It wasn't the most popular decision in the world to go co-ed. Um, I remember walking around campus and people thought that like, I mean, it might've been, I guess it was the year that guys were there. I remember going to, into an elevator to go, um, watch some film somewhere. And just a student was just like, yeah, we don't want you here. Right, and I was like, "Well, I work here." You know, a student. Well, they pay me to be here, uh, right, right. so. <laughs> but it was just—I was just like, I, I kind of taken off, you know, off guard. Um, it's not something you expect. No, yeah. Right. yeah. But once again, uh, a really fun part, and, and probably goes to again. I think to Coach Johnson's like um, wanting somebody there who he could trust, right? Yeah. Um, because it was such a unique thing. It was an emotional decision for the institution, um, and like, and also connected. A lot of HR problems that could happen yeah, with the yeah. wrong and like person. My, my mom went there and played tennis there before you know going to state. So like, I'm connected to that place. Heard about. Oh, that's it cool. Time. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, you know, I, I remember hearing about um, you know the Krispy Kremes right on the corner. Like hearing about her freshman 15, even though she was a tennis player. Yeah. Going to, uh, you know, Krispy Kreme. So, right. Um, yeah, I think that was being really connected to it and having someone who you know was my boss who I trusted um, to really go make. I mean. It's so fun to be able to make a ton of mistakes, literally in a in a vacuum where like you're supposed to, yeah, right. Um, and, this is your growing process. Yeah, and like I remember, you know, because we were our third year, we were picked uh, to finish last in our league. We ended up finishing second, but like you almost feel like you're playing. And I still do at times with our programs, like you're playing with house money. Yep. Right, where you're just like, I'm not going to be scared to like go make a decision. And I think at our le- our level probably ascribes to this too. I have no clue how I would coach if I had you know millions of dollars on the line. But like natural recruiting go, budget, you know, yeah, let's go change, um, you know, let's go zone here, let's go run and jump, let's go be crazy, let's go do something that 
you know, a lot of people would maybe be fearful of. Right. Um, just because when you're coming from, you know, kind of nothing and have no expectations, like, you know, you're supposed to fail. Yep. Right? So let's go down, you know, with our best shot. So. Did, did you go into that, like, and this is an issue for coaches across the board, coaching a team versus building a program. Like, yeah. I remember even with Coach Johnson, when he was the coach for us, regardless of the personnel, we were playing yeah. that way. Yeah. We were playing man up. We we playing Trinity. You're playing man. Yep. You're playing running the same offense. It doesn't matter who you have. And then Chad Chad was, wanted to adjust maybe a little too much. And then you went on to have probably more you know realer coaches at New Bern and then at, at JV with like with you starting at Peace. Did you go in understanding like year one is going to be what it's going to be? Yeah. My thing is let it fly. Let me build a program. Let me build something so. Instead of me having a call looking for players, like you said, now I've got coaches calling me like, hey, the, even me, like with certain shooters I see, I was like, yo, I think this kid might be yeah. someone you in your like yeah. world. And just talk to me about that, you know, going into it, not coaching the team, but building something bigger, understanding you're going to be there and you want to roll that into something bigger than it is right now. Kind of having the vision and the foresight. And yeah, I... That is um, what we did, and even what I had to do a couple years ago, and I'll get to in a little bit. But the, um, you know, I knew that I, I really believed in playing fast, right? Yep. Like Carolina, I took that from it. Um, and then, you know, when I coached at Guilford under Palumbo, he played with a lot of freedom, not fast, but he also valued uh, the uh, rebounding more than any coach I probably have ever um, been around, and which is so important in college basketball because yeah, college sure. basketball miss a lot of shots, yep. right? So you can win a lot of games getting some defense rebounds. So. Um, my first couple of years, we wanted. To, I knew we wanted to play fast. We we did a little bit of like Carolina secondary break, and we mm-hmm. tried to build to that. Um, but it was after my. It was really not even guys I got after my second year, going into my third year. I kind of that's where I kind of came up with like, I didn't come up with it, but like the mentality of like let's shoot a bunch of threes. Yep. Right. Um, you you guys kind of did the Chino Hills thing before Lonzo and them did the Chino Hills thing. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, like that was your thing. Secondary break, let's get out. If you get an open shot. Take yeah, it. Yeah. And so, like, that summer, I remember telling the guys who were coming back, because we were returning a lot of our guys, and they would um, contest this, but it wasn't a great shooting team, mm-hmm. right? But I think that, uh, and I know this as a player, I think it's so hard to play the game of basketball when you make a mistake and your coach is taking you out. Yep. Um, and, like, I try to be better about that, at least wait, like, two more plays, yep. right? Like, you, you know, I think, you know, players are easy to trick in that regard. Yep. But, like, if they know that you're going to be upset with them, like it, they can't perform that day. Right. right? They just can't do it. Right. Yep. Like, and so you and can't you get a rhythm. And can't you don't get want people flow. being afraid of mistakes. So mm-hmm. uh, I remember going to them that summer, like, Hey, look, like we're going to shoot a bunch of threes, right? Like there's going to not be a, a bad shot for us. And it came out of a place where we turned it over a bunch. So like we, a shot is better than a turnover. Give um, a chance to go in at least. Correct. Um, and so I think they were like, okay, this is cool. Um, yeah, it also, went, it, it also went really well with, you know, we're trying to find our niche as like a recruiting, like everyone thinks they can shoot it. Um, and Correct. So it was like, oh, hey, we shoot 33s a game. Right. Like top, you know, I think that year we, we had the fifth most attempts um, without doing, like, the full, like, Grinnell, like, press, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but it was like, hey, let's try to do that. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, we've done that ever since, I think, on the offensive end. Um, I think you always have to kind of reinvent yourself, though. Like, this year's team, um, to answer your question about, I think you're always building a program. At the start for us, we were – it was easier to start from scratch, even yep. though we were really bad. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know what I'd do if I had to inherit a program, 
you play that middle ground of we want to play this way. I think that's where failure happens the most is where yeah. you try to maintain something that's not yours. Right, right, right. And it, it's hard because you know you're, you're under a time uh, crunch of like we only got two years to figure this out. Yep. Whereas I never felt that, yep. which is you know huge. Which is great. Especially uh, for you being in your first job. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that would be my encouragement to, you know, heck, when we uh, have some administrative duties, when we hire coaches, like, we got to give them time to, like, put their imprint on stuff. Yes. Um, figure out what they want to be about. Um, so, you know, we had a couple years ago, actually, we had um, – so we've been doing this for a few years. It worked really well. It's fun to play, fun to recruit to. Um, and uh, – but my, my point about the making mistakes is I will – and I say this to everybody, it's true. Like, I will take guys out more for – passing up an open shot than missing or turning over it's like it doesn't make sense to me like it we we don't have a ton of like plays um mm-hmm. we want to teach you how to play and let you go play teach you how to move on the court yeah absolutely like how to attack a ball screen how to read a screen don't um, stand how to read the still help, staring at the ball <laughs> the purpose all that stuff and it's fun to play it's hard right because i think uh we want basketball players not robots yep um and um, but also people are conditioned of like, okay, like I need to run this play, right? There's some like, some, I think there's some like comforting aspect to like being able to run a play. Even if it doesn't Knowing work. point A to point B, Correct, point C. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know what my job is. And so almost so much freedom can be constricting. So we have to fight through that with our guys. But like, yeah, like I'll yell, the, the most upset I get on the offensive end is when guys pass an open shot. Because I can't, I can draw, my, the goal of me drawing up a play is to get an open shot for right, a good shooter. Exactly. Or a, a good post, whatever it may be. Um, and... You know, that's what we want um, our guys to do. We don't want them fearful of, because it's hard. I mean, you know, to if you're a good shooter, even if you're not a good shooter, what, no matter what your level is, if you go over three, right, it's hard to take that fourth one. Yep. Right? You've got to have it's every Every missed shot's a mental situation. For sure, yep. for sure. And so I want to be encouraging our guys to have the guts to do that, because a good shot is a good shot, regardless of how many you missed, regardless of what your percentage is that day. Um, and so we have some things in place to have our guys earn kind of the right to, to – let it fly. Um, but then again, like we also have guys, if you came to our practices, man, it'd be like our high school coaches come in of, you know, guys that we've recruited from them. They're mm-hmm. like, they like never let them shoot a three. Right. And they're like, why are you let them do that? It's like, well, it can get better. The only right. way to get better at shooting is to do it. Yes. Um, and if you do it, you, you get better at it. So, um, but a couple of years ago we had some kind of, uh, off the court discipline stuff that we had to handle with our, our, our team. And, um, you know, we made a decision then that we knew that playing fast, um, and um, letting it fly would result in a lot of losses, right? Because mm-hmm. generally speaking, if you're the worst team, you need to slow it down, yep. right? Like n- limit the number of possessions. But we said, screw it. Like, you know, we're going to you know get through this rough patch, get these guys back, and then, you know, we're going to build on this for the future. That's um, what I was going to say. That might be more about building confidence for the years that are to come. For sure, more than for sure. And we had, a, we had a young group, and so it was like, look, like we'll, we'll take our lumps. Once again, had the freedom to do that. And yep. we, went, we went 6 and 19 that year, right? Right. Um, and we were not very good. Uh, we it was probably one of my most fun groups to coach because by the end of it they reached their potential, yep. which is awesome. Um, and that group was really fun to be around. But uh, that was kind of the resetting of like, okay, like the, we're going to be about what we're about. Yeah. Um, because now you make tweaks within that, right? Um, at some point, good coaches game, do. At some point, yep. the game does slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, letting it fly. You take some more guts when the game's on the line with a minute left or yep. whatever. Um, and then, heck, now this year, kind of reinventing myself again, we, I hired a new assistant from VCU, and forever we had, you know, let it fly, been what we're about, right? But, you know, we never had our defense match our offense, right? Yep. And you got to have that. I'm, you know, I found that reluctantly. And we play in a really small gym, 
which is hard to come play in. So yep. we now press, get after people a ton. Once again, have that same kind of freedom to go play. Get them uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and get the possessions up even more so. Right. Um, and so really for the first time in probably my eight years, our defense matches our offense, which is it's a really, really fun way. Now, it results in me sitting down a lot more as a yep. coach because it's more freedom that they have on both ends. But once again, I think that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to be me standing up yelling, saying, hey, you go here, screen this guy here, and then go there. Like, I want you to read. Right. right? You want to teach dudes how to play the game, yep. not not to have to listen to your 100%. every – Yeah, right. So you've, you've mentioned the coach at Guilford. You've mentioned C.B. McGrath. As a coach, who is if, – if I would say to you, like, who's your role model? Who's a guy that you, whether you know him or don't know him, who's a coach that you look at that you say, man, this guy – any sport doesn't matter. Yeah. This is the guy that's got it figured out. Mm, that's a good question. Um, so I don't know what about you growing up. I did not. You know, North Carolina, you're conditioned for like college basketball. Yep. Um, I was not a fan of the NBA. Um, yeah, same. You know, it just wasn't. It was weird. Like you know, Carolina through and through. And then like as you maybe it's because as a you know college coach now I'm like a very bad college basketball fan because I'm so uh, worried about my team. Um, and I know what it's like dealing with 18 to 22 year olds yep. at times. Whereas, like, I became probably in college, I became a big, bigger NBA fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it's also hard because, you know, they're dealing with professionals. Yep. Um, you know, I really like um, uh, Popovich. Um, I like to, I, I like his approach. He, he kind of almost makes it a college program at the NBA level um, at times. Um, but once again, you know, you got to be able to pick and choose what you can take from people. Yep. Um, but I really, really do believe in, you know, putting basketball in its proper perspective, and I think he does that, right, yep. everything you read about him. Um, and so I think he definitely um, will be someone that – and I really like Steve Kerr too. Um, and and that, that's a little different of a discussion because, you know, everybody thinks, man, the guy can't coach because, you know, he just won because of the players he had, which is, you know, I, I disagree with. I, I, well, that's wrong. Right, I mean, right, right. you would know by coaching or by me, by dealing with players, like, the egos that you have to manage in order to get those guys to play the way you need them to play, yeah. that within itself is what would make him a great coach. Yeah. And then, again, you have to have the plays and the sets, and you're navigating an 82-game season. Oh, my goodness. That is – he's and basically playing four yeah. seasons, you and know. The, you know, who you're dealing with and the contracts coming up. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. Everyone, basically, that you got on your starting five is making way more money than you. But I, I really – so I, I, like, I like those two guys um, – a guy who I really connected with was Scott McGinnis. Um, uh, Millbrook. Yeah, mm-hmm. Millbrook. Um, and, you know, he's just the AD now. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, I remember going to watch some of his guys. Um, Huge out. program guy. And he would just bring – we, we'd go in and we'd just go on the whiteboard and we'd start, you know, uh, drawing up stuff and talking philosophy. And so I think it's – I mean, I, I really do take that approach. Like, I think I can um, – I mean, I learn from every high school game I go to. I learn from everybody. Yep. Um, you know, I'm a big um, less coaches, but just more a big like reader on like all things leadership. Yeah. Right? Um, and so I think, but it's it's fun to learn from every um, kind of step of the way. Um, you know, I still there's a you know Palumbo at Guilford is probably a guy who you know um, I still really really look up to with how they play. Right. Um, their baseline is just really really now it's hard because you know a, a mentor who you respect who you know you also you know battle with on the recruiting yep. trail um, mm-hmm. is a little bit different but um yeah man this is there's a there's a there's so many out there it's right. unbelievable and now until i was night 20 uh it is so much easier to just get so much content like you yep. can be, it's almost overwhelming at times 100 so percent find a way to go through that but um yeah it's a uh bob walsh is one he's an amazing follow i have on twitter he was the head he was a division three um 
head coach, um, and then was a head coach at Maine. He's now on Providence's staff. Mm -hmm. I don't know him from Adam. Right. But like uh, the stuff he puts out on leadership and program development is like it's a must read for me. How, how hard is it? Um, and this is something I have no idea. I'll be honest with you. How hard is it to go from a D three program to work your way into being? an assistant or even eventually a head coach at a D1? Are there not a lot of guys that are able to navigate those waters? Is that a rare thing? I think uh, the, the more natural um, route is guys who are Division One assistants eventually become Division Three head coaches. Yep. Right? As uh, the life changes and you get to be 35, 40, and you kind of right. want to it, it slow down a yes. little bit, a little better life um, balance. Um, you know, there's there's coaches who've made the um, you know Division Three head coach to – Division one head coach jump not a lot. Yeah, heck, Pop was a D three guy. Okay, he was a D3 didn't coach know that in California. Um, and you know, according to him, loved that experience. Um, so, you know, I, I think uh, it all depends on like what your preference is and like what you want to be. What What do you want to be? Uh, man, I love. Well, I think you love Raleigh too. I love the city of Raleigh. Yep. I mean, it is a. Um, you know, we play in a conference where there's a bunch of schools and smaller towns and you know towns like we kind of grew up in. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know if I could coach at all of those, um, but I love the city. Um, I love the, you know, who we get to come into contact with. Yep. Right. I mean, like, heck, this summer we had like the Martin twins and TJ in our gym working out. Yep. Right. Um, like it's an amazing thing. Um, so I think that I really do like, I always thought that I'd be a high school coach. Yep. Um, because I love, I think it's such a formative time, right? You, um, you can make a much bigger impact 100%. with those kids. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I could do that um, down the road um, for sure because, like, man, that's just a neat thing. Because college is a little different. I would like, love to see. I would love to see you doing your thing at this level and then waiting for the right Raleigh job and taking on, like, a big, a big height. Like, that would be... Yeah, a lot. Again, a, maybe that's selfish because then yeah, we would yeah. be working closer together yeah, I mean, in that but regard. I, I really but. do. Like, I think that just with what I value, I think I could see that move a little bit more. I think, you know, the college landscape is shaping, is changing. Excuse me, like with you know, pan players and with even at our level, more options like, for getting to where you want to go. College is so expensive, right? So yep. it's like you know, how many of those are going to work out? Um, and so I think it's uh, whereas I don't, high schools aren't going anywhere, right? Um, so I think that would be a um, could be something. But yeah, I mean, I. The ship might have sailed for me. I, I've seen through through buddies of mine who, who, you know, like my buddy Jack I was talking about, um, who was at Elon, like um, he has a, a daughter who's one, was born last September, and, you know, so their schedule, right? Like when we play a game, I go recruit the next day, like, yep. right, like an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, they play a game, and then he'd be on a, a, a flight to England to watch a kid in uh, Europe, and you're just like, you know, that's really important. That's a big deal. But it's like, man, you know, you ain't going to sightseeing. Right? Well, the, and, that, and that's what that's where I want this interview to end is I want to ask you, we'll get there, but I want to ask you about, you know, you have a wife. Yeah. You have a child. You have you have a life. Like balancing being obsessed with what you do and being properly obsessed with your family yeah. and, and, and the home life. And we'll get to that. Um, I do want to ask you, so there's only a couple more things. Recruiting for a D3 is... Yeah got to be the most difficult thing in the world yeah. and you've talked to us a little bit about you know let it fly and building up kind of we're not worried about mistakes just we'll learn we'll get better yeah. together we'll grow um for you how challenging has it been to have to go out and get kids without scholarships yeah yeah i think that uh and, and in, in a world where uh, telling a kid he's d3 has become some version of like 
disrespect. Oh, I mean, but if you had told me that, I would have been like, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, right? I, th- like, yeah, I think I was, that's everyone's that was before way. Before, you know, social media was such a big deal. I can't imagine what I would have thought of myself then right. um, if I'd had a, like a highlight tape instead of your DVDs. Right. Um, but um, where no one was waiting through those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think that it's, uh, you, you really have to, um, I say it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like dating in the sense of uh, you got to be a no is better than a maybe, right? Right, like it's better to be able to get that no. Um, it is because the maybe keeps you coming back oh, yeah, and yeah, playing, yeah. and the you're, game. you're you're kind of wasting energy on someone who you know may not be a right fit, right? Uh, or you may not be able to get. So it, it is difficult. I think one of the unique things that we get to offer is that a lot of small schools are in small towns. You get the big city of Raleigh where you can live with people who go to state. You can have the state tailgating. You still have a little bit of the small bubble. Feel. But then you got the small bubble, small yeah. class sizes, you know, the play the sport you love. Yep. Um, and, and really the number one most important thing I think at division three is you got to love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to love it more than you think that you do in high school. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is that like, do you feel like you get more players who want to be there or more players who get to a point where like, Piece is their last option, or D three in general is their last both. option. I, I think both. Uh, and once again, I'm cool with both. Um, you, you know, the, the attitudes for you are the same. Essentially, you don't yeah, get kids yeah. who well, act I, like. I think that most of the time, the the one who's really excited about being there um, might be a little bit less talented. This is generally speaking, sure, right? Um, but you do need people in your program who want to be there. A hundred percent. Know it's a big deal. Yes. Um, and we've certainly had guys who've come in who viewed it as like, oh, this is my last option, and it's turned out great. Right. Right. Um, because once again, you play one game and you realize, oh man, this level is pretty tough. Right. Because I, I do believe this, and you would probably attest to this in some of the gyms you go into. Like most of the gyms that I go into, like there's like one college player. Correct. Um, and that guy's probably my level. Um, and that guy's good. Yeah. Right. I got guys who are the fifth guy on a state championship team. I got guys who were on a really small one A public school who, like a freshman for us, is average like twenty six a game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, dominated. Yep. And he gets here and you know is exposed because he's going against grown men. Yep. Um, well, also, it's nonstop. That's, even with the yeah. pickup when I play with y'all, yeah. that was the biggest difference. And, and I've, I've played pickup with John twice, reluctantly, and it's nonstop. If you stand there for two seconds, someone is going to yell at you to get move, yeah. go yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And I think that is an element that kids at the high school level don't realize. There is no standing and waiting. They're waiting for the ball to ISO. In college, you are cutting, screening, moving. And if you're not, sit down. Yep. And that wears on your body. Yeah, and if you're not moving, you better be able to shoot the heck out of it. That's right. That's you better be a player. Right. That's the only way that you can stand. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it is once you kind of learn, um, you know, we try to go after guys who, um, you know, because there's kind of two avenues, right? You need to have uh, really good grades, right? Yep. Or you have, um, you know, high need, right? You mm-hmm. need based scholarships. So, you know, I think that, you know, both those combinations, you got you got to just recruit the right type of person. Um, and when you do, there's a, you know, it makes college affordable, right? Yep. Yes, if your expectation is that I'm a scholarship guy and I want to go to school for free, then it might be a tough sell, yep. right? Um, but I think, uh, and there's plenty of those out there. Those are probably um, the kids who you look at as more like they're looking at this as their last chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're probably playing to transfer more than they are playing to graduate. Which we've had some of those, and that's that's been a, you know, like year four and five for us were killers because we had two. We had a rookie of the year who transferred after two years, um, and then one after his freshman year who transferred was a really really good player. And so it's just like man, you know, those do set you back because you know when you get really really talented guys. Now I I would really prefer guys. Um, you know, we can make you better. I sure. believe that, and not even just we. Like it's not the credit is 
due to the player because once again, eighteen to twenty-two, man, like you can get so much better, especially you, when that's so much people. bigger part of your day to day. One hundred percent. And you got guys, you know, if you're from a smaller area and you're from a, a school where you dominated, right? You're that big fish in that puddle, yep. and then you're around guys who like love it as much as you do. For right? Sure. It's amazing to see. I mean, one of the best players we've ever had in our program, his name's Ryan Infinger, went to Lakewood High School. I honestly did not recruit him. Mm-hmm. His coach emailed me that summer and said, hey, he's already coming to your school. And I was like, okay, He's going to cool. be there regardless. I was like, we'll, we'll have him try out. Yeah. Okay? Uh, he tries out and we're like, okay, we're going to keep this guy. But wasn't good enough his freshman year to really play. And then ends up being um, uh, an all-conference player his uh, senior year. Um, you know, really had, was probably one of our close, we have a couple guys who I think have sniffed some, you know, overseas opportunities, but man, this dude just worked. Mm-hmm. Like, he just got so much Just outworked his scouting um, report. Yeah, I mean, like, he would, we have a drill we do in practice that we, um, you know, we call war, it's a, a rebounding drill, and like, literally, he won the drill by himself. The right. Five drill, and he just worked that hard. So, yeah, I think that it's tough, you get a lot of no's, um, but there's just so many players in North Carolina. I mean, I've never, I have never recruited a player out of state. Real? Okay, that was going to be tried. my next question. I've sure. tried. Uh, I prefer it. My wife probably prefers it because I don't have to go very far. Right. I mean, Wake County, I think now, is like the 13th biggest school district in the nation. Um, you got Charlotte a few hours Charlotte's away. A few hours Eastern away. North Carolina is untapped. We've, been, we've had a ton of success in ENC. Um, Greensboro has some Greensboro. Yep. Um, a couple of my really big early recruits. Have you recruited any players from First Flight? Um, yes. Okay. Um, we have. Uh, we missed out on, on their point guard last year. Um, yeah, Chad. I go out. I went out and actually spoke at his clinic, his offense-only clinic. Yeah, Chad, Chad is the man. <laughs> He's he, an interesting he really guy. Is. I um, love him to death. Yeah. Uh, although I did see a tweet that he had, like I think right around the New Year, where he said that they were going to have to start defending to win some games. Yeah, well, 100. percent And so it was. Uh, but it was, you know, so that that part is important too. But uh, yeah, I think once you um, once again, like, but and also people want to play. Yeah. Right. Kids want to go have that experience um, in a place like Raleigh. I think. Um, but once again, you do have to love it. I mean, we play in a – I mean, it's a packed gym, right? No, I love – honestly, I love that yeah. gym. Um, but, like, once again, we say, hey, like, would you rather come play in a gym that seats 400 and is going to be packed or play in a 2,000-seat gym where there's 200 people? Attention, anyone who wants me to move the holiday invitational, did you hear what he just said? Did you hear what he just said? That is exactly right. Packed is all Pack better. it out, make it an environment, and if you end up getting bigger and you can go somewhere else, great. And that actually leads me into something I want to talk to you about that we I've texted you about before. We had a little conversation about the idea of if we're able to bring back the North Carolina Pro Am. Oh yeah. That gym is perfect for that. It is. It would be like the old school Drew League where it's people literally like standing, standing room only. A few hundred people, but yeah. it will be an intense crowd. It's the hottest ticket in town. And for the way I looked at it for you is like you can't recruit. If you have, for a month of the summer, every college and pro guy that have come from North Carolina are walking around your gym, I can only imagine that for kids who are like thinking about going there, or even going to a, a lower-level D2, like Raleigh, downtown Raleigh, mm-hmm. and for at least one month while you're getting better every summer, you'll have the chance to meet John Wall. You'll have the chance to maybe run into Chris Paul. You know, the, the P.J. Tuckers of the world, the Dennis Smiths, the Harry J- Like, all these guys who I know if we get it off the ground, they will come and they will compete. Um, and when I mentioned to you, you were like, we, that's possible. Oh, we would love it. I mean, and that, that's been my um, philosophy. You know, summer's the most, you know, the time you can do it the most when our students are not there, obviously. 
but even before that, it's like, hey, like I want good players in our gym. Yes. Right. Um, and I think the trickle down effect of that, like whether it was, and I and I, I also like to learn from the guys who are working out in there, and just I think you get better. It helps us widen our scope, right? When people know that, hey, like hopefully it's during the games in our season, but also sure. during the summer, like good basketball is played at peace. Yes. Like, that's what I want people to yeah. know. Yeah, and it increases um, the brand in general. One hundred percent. So. Um, I would love to to play a part in that. That would be awesome, and I'd really do. I mean, it would be a um, in that place. I'm telling you, there's some. We, we joke about it, calling it the Herm. There's some special juice in there, man. Like no, no, it, I, it's a. It's I a fully, cool I me. buy in completely to that, and the location of it is what's so amazing. Like yeah. pieces in kind of like Broughton. It's in the middle of downtown, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily feel that way when you're on campus. Yeah. We do you know Pooby Chapman that coaches over at Enlo? Yeah, yeah. So he has kind of joined this push. Okay. And we are now in the process of trying to do the NBA and NCAA approval. So oh, awesome. once those things happen, me and you and I imagine is 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 Kelly still the the AD? Coach Johnson no, still there? He's back at Parrot. Okay, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's the AD now? Tom Curl. We just have a, a new one. He's a basketball guy too, so that that helps. So we um, probably just me, you, and whoever needs to come yeah. together. But that's something that I'm very serious about, and. Again, it after year one, everyone will be like, "Oh, you guys got to go somewhere else." But like, it's a bad bit. The pro am is not good business. You will never make money from doing that. That's like, you know, that's what every Lavelle Moton has tried to talk me off the ledge a hundred times. I'm like, dude, if I can just get sponsorships to pay for it, yeah. I don't care about making money. Like, I to this day don't make a single dollar off the John Wall Hall Invitational. Like, that is my way to like give back to everyone who gives to us all year round. And the pro am is the same thing. Like. You'll see, and I, I know you already know, but the energy and what that will provide to not only your school and your program, but even the community in general. It's oh, yeah. like, you want to talk about networking? That event, one summer of doing that event, you will meet everyone in the basketball world you would ever need to know in this state. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that, and it, even for like our connection, like that is what makes everything so dope to me is like, Oh, you guys are at peace. How did that happen? Yeah. Well, the head coach and me played high school basketball together, and it's someone I've known for a long time. And like, when I brought it up, he was immediately like, "Yeah, we we should figure this out." Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm, and I think it's um, that's one of the I think about this a lot when I'm at high school games and know like I'm the only coach there or whatever impact atmosphere. But mm-hmm. like, there's something you know as I think big time like college football and all this stuff struggle and NBA struggles to get people in the arena. Yes. Like there's something special about it, and you just saw it at the uh John Wall like in that gym, right? Like there's stuff that happens that like people miss out on. Correct. Right. And like there there's very rarely a in today where like you miss out on things, right? Yes. You're always connected. Yep. But like being there is special. Um, well that's what we get we got people my parents came for the first time this year. We, we've had people that like are aware of it, see the videos and yeah. see the recaps, and almost every person when they they're in there, it's like, I, I had three different people say to me this year, like, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just beat, give me one. And I told my dad the same thing. Like, my parents are older now, and like the health thing is whatever. I was like, Dad, just come for two games, just come feel what we're doing. I just need you in case Brault never kicks us out. I need you to know. Oh yeah, heck, my little brother's like. twenty five now. That uh, lives is up in, crazy. Lives up in DC. And literally, like he can't, he extends his visit home over the holidays so he can go to the event. That's so awesome, right? And like he's he's a state guy, so like he wants to see who you know the state guys. Of course, but, like he wants to go see good basketball of too, course. which is like that's a um, it's a neat thing. So, are you playing on Saturday? Do you have a game on Saturday? Hey man, we got uh, three games. We got Tuesday, Friday, Saturday at man. home. So, um, what time do y'all play at home on Saturday? Uh, we are at ooh, I think four. 
So you know, you know I'm in Kinston this weekend. Oh, yeah, for the uh, MLK on Monday. Starting something that I hope will end up being in the same vein as the holiday tournament, yeah. but for Eastern North Carolina, we've got a crazy matchup in Kinston, a whole day, and, and first flight's in it. Yeah. That's kind of where that, that original question had come from. Wells Gulledge is coming back to coach, and the Kinston Farmville to close the day, Moravian versus Word of God. Um, moving forward, we'll have it a multi-day event, so you'll cool. most likely be able to get out there, but that – I figured you had games, but that's another one where it's like, to me, it would just full circle is to, like, have you sit in baseline, have the people that we knew growing up. Yeah. Like, the, the reception I've gotten from Kinston before this event has ever even happened has been absolutely crazy. And I've been told that the doors are going to be closed by 3 o'clock. Mm. Um, I mean, I believe it. And you know, like, like you just talked about, like, the bubble. Like, making, doing the same, if we do even part of what we do in Raleigh and Kinston, it's going to be like Friday Night Lights where there's oh. signs on the doors and it's like, all right, we're closed. We're at the gym. 100%. And that's, I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to seeing kind of where you, where you take your career, being someone that's obsessed with the game. And, and like we alluded to earlier, you have a wife. You have a family. How have you been able, and, and do you feel like you're doing it successfully, are you able to manage your responsibilities as a basketball coach and your responsibilities giving your wife and your and 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 your home the attention that it needs? Yeah, so it's funny the um, when I've been married for three years now, and I think it's you know when you get married, you have to learn how to do your job a little differently. Yep. Um, and well, you're not playing for one anymore. Right. Right. Yep. Right. And then you know the same way when you have a child. Um, our daughter was born in August. Um, and congratulations by the way thank you thank you um and so it's just like crazy you know like yesterday i was joking i was like man i gotta fit this film watching into her nap time yeah right? so you're like it makes you more efficient correct right? um and so i think that for me it's put things in perspective a ton i mean and once again i coach at a place where there aren't many people who know outside of our little bubble who know whether we win or lose right, right? and so all the pressure is that i put on our myself right to succeed and to play yep. to the standard uh, and so I think it's extremely healthy for me to be able to, you know, come home. We lost a – heck, we were down on on Saturday. We were down 18 with 12 to go, cut to two, and then end up losing. Mm-hmm. And I walk in. Everybody says I, – I heard this before I had a kid, but you walk in, it's just like she's five months old. She had no clue whether we won or lost. Right. Which actually makes the wins a little less exciting because you're yeah. like, oh, man, like you have no clue that we just won. Right. Um, yeah. But it certainly <laughs> makes the losses better. So um, I think that it's a it's something I feel out of time. My wife works. She's a um, – a nurse anesthetist. She puts people to sleep and then hopefully wakes them back up. Right. Um, so like she has, yeah, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully she's doing that right now. But, yeah. uh, she has a crazy job too, which I think helps us because mm-hmm. her schedule is so unique. Mine in season is so unique. Yeah. Um, and do you um, just take on heavy, even heavier daddy duties, like out of season? Oh, for sure. You kind of, to kind of help for create sure. balance. Like yep. if you're off, you're going to try to do as much to help yeah, her out. Yeah. And cause she, she has a job where it's, you know, it's all when she's at home, she's good. Like mm-hmm. there's no, I mean, it's all it's a stressful job at work. When she comes home, like, there is no right. like homework. Right? Yeah. Whereas for us, it's like constant. Like there's always something you can be doing, something you can repair. I for. imagine you don't disconnect from your job very often. It is difficult. I mean, heck, you can get a call and it's a, a an issue with a player. It's a recruit who says, you know, whatever. So um, that is challenging. But I think you you learn that um, you know to put thing in the in the proper perspective and your priorities change a little bit. But once again, I've only you know I haven't made it through a full season with a a, a child, so it's a well. I mean, even um, the wife it, thing, even fun. the wife thing. Like, did you know that? Go- and again, this is coming from someone who like I haven't figured it out yet. I, I don't. I have no balance. It's work, 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 work. Um, for the w- when you got into when you went the fiance route, you asked her to marry you. Did you know 
kind of the entire time that like this is something I'm going to have to concentrate on, making sure that like she feels like she's a priority, that that she feels like she's ahead of what I'm doing on the basketball side. Okay. Is that something you had to learn or something you knew you knew exactly what you were getting into with that? Um, probably both. I mean, heck, the, it's funny that you say that. The well, our first date, she she played. Uh, she actually she went to Greensboro Day School and. Um, in uh, Greensboro, so she knows good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, although she would say her team was not very good right. uh, at the time. All the girls were really good now there. Um, but our first date was we played um, horse um, over at Fred Flesher. Um, oh, you Fletcher. you knew right away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so like she knew a little. Dude, bit Dude, you were looking about... for that in high school. Oh, you yeah. were always looking um, for for a basketball player. But at the to end of the answer day. your question about the balance, it was so when I I actually proposed. Um, actually, on, I took her to play horse again. It was on our. Um, it was during the season, mm-hmm. and she thought that hey, it was one hundred percent definitely not married during the season, right? right. Because you know too, too much busy. going on, yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like my first surprise, in a way to show her hey that like yeah, this season, and that was actually that's our best season of my career. But it's like look, like that's pales in comparison to you know what right. you mean to me. So, um, but once again, that's I mean, I make mistakes on that every single day, right? Because like it's a it's never something you fix. Same thing with coaching, work, anything. You never have it all figured out. It's always, out. always a process, learning. yeah. Um, but little things like that, um, and carving out time. Um, but yeah, she's a big. Um, she's brought LR daughter some games. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, it's really cool. I would imagine she's your biggest supporter as well. Oh, yeah. for, for this to work, I would think that. Yeah, that would knows enough be. about basketball. Like she's literally she she doesn't necessarily believe in let it fly. She believes in like throwing it down in the post. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, yeah, if I could get a six eight guy who could play basketball, of course, I, I, yeah. I'd do it I'll probably. do that all day. Uh, but that was a really that was a point of uh of contention. The night that we met, she actually told me. I asked her what her biggest moment from her high school playing career was mm-hmm. um and i don't know looking back on it, this should have been like a little bit of a red flag but i kind of liked it as a coach she said her biggest memory was taking like a huge charge with like 30 <laughs> seconds left to go in the game and i was like oh not like a you know a highlight of some sort but like man that's a winning play right that so, is such uh, a kelly johnson answer oh <laughs> uh, uh, all right but, last, yeah. my last question and and i think Five years from now, is Claude Shields coaching at Peace University or is Claude Shields somewhere else? Uh, 100% at Peace, I think. Okay. Um, 100%. Um, and you think the only thing at this point that can move you from that is a proper big-time high school job in the future? Well, never. yeah, you, I can't ever say. Right? Of course, knows, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it, it's been really cool to see the investment that we have made into athletics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, really do. I, I, I enjoy what I am doing and what we are continuing to build. Right. Um, and like, you know, location, all, all that stuff matters to me. Right. Uh, matters to our family. So, um, yeah, it would be, a. uh, well, that's one thing I really valued coming up was seeing coaches like, like coach Pollock, who was at the same place for a really long time. Yep. Right. I love, even now it's college. I get it. But like when guys come back and sit in my office and talk and yep. like, that's what it's all about to me, and I'd love to be at a place for a really long time. I just think, and that's why I that's a legacy thing, on, right? It's like you know the relationships you have, like you develop them over time, yeah, right? and they deepen over time. And so that's something that I'm a big believer in. So, well, I've kept Claude here for much longer than I probably should have. Um, I, I'll be honest, man. I, I was more excited about this conversation than most because, again, like I, I'm even the balance question. Like, I we come from very similar places. And our love for everything is, is very similar. And I've always looked up to you because you've been able to kind of do things in this crazy basketball world in kind of a more traditional way. And that's something I really, I really respect. Um, if you are unfamiliar with Claude or Peace, do your Googles. Go find their schedule. 
it would be worth your time to go out in Raleigh and check out a game. It's a beautiful campus, a beautiful gym, and the money that you spend to go watch a D3 game makes much more of an impact than what you might go pay at the Dean Dome or at PNC or whatever. You're going to see quality basketball. And I'll do you one better because our games are free of charge. So Oh, good. Then get in the concession stand and at least help these people out hey. some. You know what I mean? Get a hot dog. Get some good, nachos. Good hoops for free, and it's not much better than that. Um, if, if you heard this and, and the Pro-Am is something you're interested in, like I, I need you to jump on the social media, and I need you to flood us with that. I need you to let us know that that's something you want to see because the more interest there is, which I already am pretty aware of the interest, but the more interest that's out there, the more likely it is that all these pieces that, uh, that need to come together will come together. Um, Claude, tell them where they can find you on social media platforms for anyone interested. Yeah, so uh, reluctantly, I guess it's been good for me. I'm off Instagram, but Twitter I cannot quit. Um, so just at Claude Shields, um, at uh, Go Peace Men's Basketball, so MBB um, is our program. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, I appreciate you having me today, man. It's uh, It's been cool to see, like, I mean, really, it's been—it's actually even before today. Like you and see your rise and what you were doing with something that you love, right? Um, and like it actually makes me seem like I'm a lot cooler to my players. The fact that I know you, I, I remember region. No, I remember regionals. You right. being like these dudes think you're cool. I, mean, I don't remember the reference no, you used, but you were like they think you're a bigger was deal. And Bryson is a former player of mine who's an assistant coach at Hampton City now, and he'll, he'll probably be listening to this. And he knows Rod really well. Yep. And like he was the dude who was like, you know, Webb well. <laughs> Um, and I was like, yo, man, me and Webb hoop way back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once again, it's awesome what y'all are doing. Um, and I uh, appreciate you having me, man. Of course. So and you can find us at uh, twitter.com backslash the hoop state. We're online at hoopstate.com. Um, Claude, I really appreciate you for coming. Do me a favor. If you are listening to this, please give Claude a follow. Again, like in terms of support, it's so simple. Like, the bigger the following, the more eyeballs that are on him. This is a great dude, a basketball mind, someone who's going to be around regardless. So you might as well pay attention. Peace, college, big things coming. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you next time.